That was Brandon Brown and his bells of renown. <laughs> Thank you so much for that beautiful song. And now, as promised, we will hear the Christmas story as told by the children of Morningstar. The First Christmas Night, as told by the children of Morningstar. Based on the book, The First Christmas Night, written by Keith Christopher, illustrated by Christine Kornacki. Do you know who these two people are? Yes, Joseph and Mary. Joseph and Mary. No, Joseph. Joseph. Jesus is there, but he's in her belly. Um, Mary and Joseph. Who are they? Mary and Joseph. Mary! Jesus and Mary. Mary? Mary, that's right. Mary's his mommy. And Joseph? And Joseph, very good. Twas the very first Christmas, when all through the town, not a creature was stirring, there was not a sound. What does it look like out there? Nice. It looks like a factory and the devil as a kind of tax town with boxy houses next to it. It looks like a bunch of houses made out of, I think, bricks or clay or something. It looks like dead, dead houses. Yeah, they also look like marshmallows. The moon shining bright in the heavens so high gave the luster of midday to the Bethlehem sky. Do you remember the name of the town? Do you remember the name of the city? No. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. No, not here. <laughs> <laughs> Bethlehem Turkey? Bethlehem. Now Bethlehem. Oh, okay. The animals were nestled in warm, cozy places with looks of contentment on each of their faces. Do you know what Mary had to ride? Uh, a donkey. A donkey. Yes. Do you know what a donkey sounds like? Donkey. Have you ever heard what a donkey sounds like? No, actually. A donkey goes, ee off. Uh, yeah, can you go ee off? Can you go eat all? Uh, <laughs> not really. Okay. <laughs> and what does a donkey sound like? And Mary and Joseph, so tired from the road, had just settled in to a humble abode. Yeah, they were going to Bethlehem, and they and uh, Mary was about to give birth. To a Bethlehem stable they had traveled with care. They knew that their baby soon would be there. Who is this again? Who are these people? Joseph and Mary. 
Do you know why they had to go in the barn? Because, well, flooding was free because all the people are traveling. Because they weren't going to get cancer. They're going to go have a baby in the barn. They had to stay in the barn because when they got to Bethlehem, they didn't have a bed. It was the closest place, and they, I believe, could not afford to go into their houses. Uh, because all the rooms are full? Because there's nowhere else. And this is where baby Jesus gets born, actually. Mary needed to give birth to Jesus, like, right then and there. So they found a barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joseph made, like, a pile of hay, I think, yeah. and, uh, Mary gave birth to Jesus on there. And then in the stable, a baby's first cry, peace on earth, goodwill, redemption is nigh. What do you think it was like inside the barn? Probably, it probably smelled horrible. <laughs> um, it was probably nice in there. Warm. Hey. Hey, it's warm. Yeah, that's true. They got warm hay. Dusty. Mm-hmm. Wood like. Maybe for the fact because they don't have any water and they no food, nothing to eat. Unless they grab a chicken. This is the first Christmas chicken. <laughs> temperature it would be outside yeah. what would it smell like Oopsie. I think it smells stinky it probably did smell stinky because maybe these animals pooped would um, you want would you want to have a baby in there no, no. <laughs> I have you ever spent the night in a barn uh, no and I do not intend on what year was he born in? Zero. <laughs> That's not animals. <laughs> That's just a dove. Do you know what a dove sounds like? Can you make some animal noises for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Tom says? Patch from knowing the <laughs> <laughs> He had not a crib, 
but in a manger instead, the tiny new baby laid down his sweet head. Who's that? What's that baby? The baby cried? Did the donkey cry? <laughs> Mary looked down at his cute little nose and silently counted ten fingers, ten toes. What is she doing with his little hands? Um, counting it. <laughs> Why would she count his fingers and toes? In case I was alien. In case he was an alien? Yeah, yeah. that's him. Make sure it's not a T-Rex. Oh, I can see his, I can see the little feet. Some really small, small toes. <laughs> no, they are little toes. They are little. They are. Look how cute it is. Very cute. Do you know what it's called when you wrap a baby in cloth? Um, a baby wrapped in cloth? <laughs> they would swaddle the baby, which means they wrapped it up in 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 a blanket. <laughs> Do you know what swaddling is? <laughs> I never even heard of that word. <laughs> Do you like babies? Sure. Do you like babies? Yeah. They're cute, but they're kind of annoying sometimes. Ba you said babies are annoying. Yeah, sometimes. Why? Because they cry all the time and they whine. Do you like babies? Dog. Oh. <laughs> Tell me about your sister when she was a baby. She's cute. <laughs> cute. Was she soft and squishy? Yes. Did you squish her? I wanted to. <laughs> As shepherds kept watch on a small nearby hill, their sheep were all silent and sleepy and still. Do you know what the people that take care of sheep are called? Heather. Heather? Could be named Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? They've got the sheep. What do shepherds do? Um, they like round lambs, do they? Something? Uh, they watch their sheep and make sure no big bad wolf come and eat them. Even the shepherd. No, the shepherds take care of the sheep. What? Protect the sheep. Watch the sheep. All night. And so they're sitting there and they're staying up all night. Do you think it was fun to be a shepherd? You think you get tired being a shepherd? And yawn like you just did. Then suddenly in the sky there arose such a sight. One angel, then many, appeared in the night. Who's this person? Angel wearing no clothes. Where, an angel wearing no clothes. Yeah, it's his butt. Oh. <laughs> 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 Do you remember what the angel said to them? Uh, something. Oh, Jesus, thanks. Baby born. 
go see. <laughs> and an angel comes, and um, the angel tells them that uh, Jesus was born, and that they need to come over to him. And so they started following the star. The heavens rejoice as their story unfurled. A baby, a savior, had been born to the world. What's this? Angel. Angels. What do angels do? Fly. They fly? You can show me how you can fly? Do you know how angels fly? What? They have wings. Like, why do butterflies? They started singing. What do you think the other angels were doing? They were um, saying to the other shepherds the same thing. And then they were super happy, and they sang, and they said, Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you do that? Can you put your arms in the air and go, Hallelujah. 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 So the shepherds arose to search for the place to get a close look at the baby's sweet face. They're going to go and find the baby. Are they going to take it? No. Then out of the east there came royalty, whose mission was finding the savior you see. The wise men! And they're going to the northern star to look for the baby in the city. Do you know what this is up here? Star! Is the star. What's the star doing? What's the star shining on? A house? Because it shined on the barn? Do you know why the North Star was suddenly there? Because that way people can find their way there. They're following the bar. They're riding camels to go to Jesus. How do you know they're the wise men? Because they're riding camels. You think they have a lot of money? Yeah, they do. They got to ride camels. Camels. <gasps> no. You know what a camel sounds like? I haven't even heard a camel thing. Camels. Camels spit. They go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> When they finally found the babe they had sought, gold, frankincense, and myrrh were the gifts that they brought. They're going to give baby Jesus presents. Stankin' rich people. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. <laughs> Do you remember what the, the gifts were that they brought? No, I don't know what the gifts were. What did they bring again? They bring gold and silver. So they brought gold. Do you remember the other two things that says they brought? Spices. Spices. Yes, you're right. Gold, Frankenstein, and myrrh. Yeah, can you say frankincense? Frankenstein. <laughs> 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 okay. in there? Yeah. I have no idea what frankincense and myrrh is. What are they doing? 
So the wise men bowed down and praised his sweet name. Soon all those who heard would rejoice that he came. Baby, baby. baby. Look, they went to see the baby. Oh. And now we know we can say with delight, Jesus was born on the first Christmas night. Oh, and then, and then what do you do? You throw your arm in the air and say what? Hallelujah! And you say bye bye, baby. Bye bye, baby. Say night night. Night night. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Goodbye, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Can you kiss me? Bookie? Bye. Bye, you bookie. Aww. Goodbye. Mm. The end. end. Bye, Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, I don't know what to say. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. <laughs> Grace and peace to you, beloved. My name is Amy Wilson Feltz, and I'm the pastor here at Morning Star. I am so excited to be celebrating Advent and Christmas with all of you. And what a great day it has been already. Again, thank you to Brandon Brown and all of our bell ringers for sharing that beautiful selection. We're grateful to Angela Herford and the children of Morning Star and everything that they have brought to us this morning. And we have the opportunity now to locate ourselves in the season of Advent. We're in the third Sunday. This is the Sunday of joy. We have been unwrapping Christmas. Let's test to see if we can get some of the technology working again. We've been unwrapping Christmas for a few weeks. We started with the importance of hope and sharing hope in the world. Last week, we talked about the nature of the gift of love. And today, we turn to joy and the story of Mary and Elizabeth. And this passage takes place after Gabriel visits Mary and says, you are going to be the mother of the Son of God. And she moves famously, as we discussed last week, from curiosity, how can this be, to a, a profession of faith. Let it be. So this passage takes place before Mary praises God in song, proclaiming God's work in the world, God's justice, liberation, and peace. We're going to talk about that next week. But for now, we are invited into a moment of joy, a precious, tender, private moment between two women, 
to expectant mothers, their bodies growing in anticipation of the birth that they will give, the babies that they will bear. But also, it's a public moment. It has real implications for the Hebrew people and all of humanity and creation. And we find this story in Luke chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles with you, you are invited now to turn to verses 39 through 45. Chapter 1 of Luke, verses 39 through 45. But we're not going to read the story as we normally would at this point in the service. Instead, we're going to think about this story in poetic form. I'm going to share a poem that I have written for this very moment. And we're going to begin with a deep breath. As we contemplate this exchange between Mary and Elizabeth and what it means for us today. In a time and place of great darkness, in the midst of generations of despair, before a voice cried out in the wilderness, hope quietly filled the air. This hope was proclaimed not in the voice of a king or in the wartime activities of a band of brothers, but in the words of humble greeting from one expectant mother to another. What thoughts must have accompanied Mary while she traveled, pondering the angels' news of her part, wondering if her life would become unraveled by all that she now carried in her heart. Then Mary saw the glow in Elizabeth's face and remembered her own reason not to fear, for in this very moment she was living in the promise of grace, trusting in the love of the divine so near. Elizabeth felt it too, and not just her. The baby growing inside, the miracle boy, upon hearing the voice of Mary, the blessed mother, leaped in uncontainable joy. Words of blessing filled the day. As Elizabeth marveled at the scene, she rejoiced that Mary would come her way and celebrated just what this would mean. In the movement of her own womb, the words of the prophets were given new life. Gone was the power of the tomb. Weakened was the strength of strife. Blessed indeed are we who believe that we are not alone, for within ourselves we can find peace, and the brightest light that's ever shown. Beloved, that blessed light shines in our present darkness through layer upon layer of our own despair as we trust that God is still with us in the joy we are willing to bear. Amen? Amen. Amen. 